You're listening to Singled Out with Gabrielle Denise. Hola, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Singled Out on 99.1 WQEE. The show where we tell stories that matter, learn to live by the Romans 12-2 promise, and spotlight youth making a difference in your world. I am your host, Gabrielle Denise, and I'm excited about the show today. We are discussing the topic of how to read your Bible better, because I've struggled a lot in this journey, especially when reading the book of Revelations in Leviticus. If you know, you know. Learning to read the Bible is a lot like exercise. At first, it can be really uncomfortable, but as you practice, it gets easier. And the biggest benefit is that you come out feeling better afterwards. Reading your Bible is also the number one way to shield yourself from the arrows of the enemy. Now, before we get started, let's go to the moment of inspiration. Today's moment of inspiration is by Devon Franklin from a Potter's House Church, and it's called One of One, The Truth About Being Single. In this power-packed 48-minute segment, he breaks down singleness through the eyes of Adam and Eve. One of our focuses on Singled Out is empowering youth in every season, including singleness. So please enjoy this moment of inspiration. Disclaimer, this segment is not representative of Devon Franklin or the Potter's House's Church's view of Singled Out or 99.1 WQEE. Adam waited for a beauty, but for Adam, no suitable helper was found. He knew enough about himself to make a decision about what was the right fit, right? Don't let anyone take your power of choice. You as one of one, hold the decision-making power to choose who is and isn't the right fit for you. But so often what happens is if you are single and not coupled, people then start to tell you if it's happened for a period of time, your standards are too high. Anybody been there? Oh, well, you're just too picky. Wait, 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 wait. The reason why you're not happy because you weren't picky enough. Who am I talking to right now? What do you mean my standards are too high? Well, maybe your standards are just too low. Because I could be with, let's watch this. Anybody in here, if you're single and uncoupled, it's not because you can't be with someone. It's because you've made a choice not to just be with anyone. You are discerning. Come on, who am I talking to? You are discerning. You're not just going to be with anybody. You'd rather be by yourself than to be with somebody who is not where God wants you to be. There's nothing wrong with you. Next time somebody asks you why you're single, you say, I'm single because I'm whole. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I ain't right for everybody, and everybody ain't right for me. Who am I talking to right now? We're about to go on a short commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to delve right into how you can read your Bible better. Welcome back to Singled Out. I'm your host, Gabrielle Denise, and today we're talking about reading your Bible. So the first step to learning how to read your Bible better is to change how you think about it. I want to read you guys page 82, Since When Does Single Mean Sad? Quitting negative thinking patterns is harder than it seems. The best way to change how you think is to replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts. I want you to close your eyes for a moment and imagine you have a huge project to do. 
I'm thinking about cleaning out my closet, which is currently the junk drawer of my room. In this case, this project is equivalent to reading the Bible. Now imagine that you tell yourself that this project will be hard and exhausting and that it will take forever. How likely are you able to pick up that broom and open those closet doors? If you're like most people, you probably won't. I was actually reading the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, an awesome book by the way, and one of his most popular tips is to make the habit attractive. The same goes with reading your Bible. So some examples of how to make Bible reading attractive include setting the scene. I know personally that whenever I'm reading my Bible, I am usually just waking up, I'm in really comfortable clothes, and I'm in my bed which makes it a really pleasing scene for me. Since it is comfortable, it is something that I look forward to every morning. You can set the scene by doing this as well. Another thing that you can do to make the habit attractive is to lay out all your materials so you don't have to think about them. It can be really hard to read your Bible and even harder when you have to find and gather together everything right before you do it. And the third thing you can do is redecorate the cover to entice you to open it. It's a lot like those people who wear cute exercise clothes to go to the gym. They already know that if they're wearing cute exercise clothes, they're much more likely to get out that door than if they were to wear a paper bag or something. <laughs> so the second way to read your Bible better is by using supplementary materials. So you guys can't see it, but I'm opening up my phone and going to my favorite app called The First Five App. This app is great because it's a daily devotional, and the devotionals are short. So if you have lots of things to do, then it is perfect. But there is also an option to purchase a study guide for less than 30 bucks, and it can really help you to dig deeper. And if you guys don't know if you're going to like the First 5 app, it's great because it is free and it's risk-free to try. However, you can also go to the App Store, look at the top apps, and see which ones are good for you. I know some people look down on using Bible apps and devotionals, but they can be very helpful to helping you formally dissect each passage of the Bible. I actually have my study guide with me here today, so I'm going to share with you guys one of my favorite devotions, which is um, Day 29. This study guide is on First and Second Corinthians, so it's focusing on Paul and the letters that he wrote to Corinth. Grief and loss are topics few of us want to talk about because of the pain and vulnerability associated with them. Here in 2 Corinthians 7, Paul spoke about grief in two categories with different outcomes. There's the worldly grief that leads to inconsolable sorrow, broken promises, botched apologies, and hurt feelings. There's also godly grief based on the love of Christ that causes a spiritual shift in your behavior in life despite what you've done and gone through. Which type of grief have you experienced? Maybe you've experienced both. Based on what you read in God's word in this very short description of the two types of grief, list some scenarios you would think would be considered godly grief or worldly grief. There are not necessarily right or wrong answers. The purpose of this exercise is to just meditate on the different types of grief. And then there's a chart here where you can fill it in. This was so powerful to me because I know that there have been times where I was grieved because I got caught, not necessarily because I wanted to repent. And here the Corinthians had to have godly grief and repent of their actions, which really changed their life. And then here's like the second part. Paul recognized the previous letters of his has grieved the Corinthians, which had also grieved him to write. But he was able to rejoice in the repentance brought on about their grief. In Paul's words, what do godly grief and worldly grief produce? 
2 Corinthians 7.10. Grief produces, sorry, godly grief produces blank, and worldly grief produces blank. So the answer to that is that godly grief produces repentance that leads to salvation, while worldly grief produces death. As you can see, after reading and completing this study guide, you will definitely have a better, greater understanding of 2 Corinthians 7. But this can apply to any chapter of the Bible. And so that is why it is so important to have supplemental materials when you're reading a Bible and apply it to everyday life. Now, I want to say that especially if you're a youth, devotion to supplemental materials cannot replace the Bible. You have to read the Bible for yourself, which means that even if it's difficult, you go to the Bible and you read the passages. Um, one thing I found that really helped me is to pray to God and to ask him to give me understanding of difficult passages. Another supplemental material I hear people talk about a lot is called concordances. One of the most popular concordances is the whole world is the Strong's Concordance. A concordance is basically a system where you can put in any number or passage and it'll break down for you. This is so helpful if you feel that God speaks to you through numbers, and this is not to be confused with numerology. The third step to reading your Bible better is to memorize certain Bible verses and passages. So some of the most common and classic verses include Jeremiah 29, 11, John 3, 16, Philippians 4, 13, and Psalms 23. I want to tell you a hilarious story. So when I was in high school, pause for a minute. If you're in high school and you're part of my audience, I want to apologize in advance because high school is difficult and you guys go through so much. This is one of the reasons why I made this show to support you guys. Anyway, I was not popular in high school and in fact, I was constantly bullied. So I found these verses and wrote them down on flashcards and carried them around. Whenever I got sad or discouraged, I look at them and it changed everything. You don't have to memorize all of the verses in the Bible, but if you memorize some of them, you can draw on them in times of trouble. My fourth tip to reading your Bible better is to lean into your community. One thing that I've always struggled with is finding community, which is why I focused on it so much in my book, Since When the Single Means Sad. I like to categorize community into three main categories. Number one is close friends. These are the people that you can go to, tell them things, and you know that they have your back. These close friends are going to probably be few and far between, especially after high school and college. The second type of friends are your peers and acquaintances. Uh, these people aren't really considered friends, but they're the people that you interact with on a daily or weekly basis, so like through work or college. And then thirdly, you have your spiritual friends. These are the people who are going to be with you in your prayer closet and in your prayer corner. The best friend that I like to go to anytime that I have questions about a Bible verse or something like that would be either the close friends or the people who are in your prayer closet with you. Nine times out of ten, if you can't find the answer or the Bible verse, meaning that there's somebody else who also is having that same problem. One of my favorite Bible verses says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. And knock and the door will be open to you. So if you go to God and ask him about a promise or you find it in the word, then you will receive the answer. 
My last and final tip on how to read your Bible better is to make it into a routine. So the human brain is really cool and it works well with patterns. Therefore, what you do over and over again is what you will become drawn to. That is why it is so important to watch what you eat. But if you are completely new to the Bible, you can start by creating this thing called time blocking. This is where you block out five minutes a day on reading the Bible. Then... After a week, you add it uh, five more minutes and make it 10 minutes a day. And you keep increasing the increments by five minutes until you reach your goal amount of time. So there's really no requirement to how long you read the Bible. So it's up to you how far you go. I like to say that I spend a good 15 or 20 minutes on my Bible every single morning. And it definitely changes my day. So those are my tips on how to read your Bible better to recap number one change your mindset about reading your bible to reach success number two make it attractive number three use devotionals and supplementary materials to receive a deeper understanding of passages number four is to lean on your community and number five is to make it a routine so if you like this content, I really encourage you to visit PositivelyGabrielleWrites.com slash newsletter and join my newsletter group. We're called The Freaking Flyers and I give bite-sized information like this to your inbox every single Monday. Now that we've completed the content, we're going to go to one of my favorite segments of the show called the Song of the Day. This is where we feature a new song that you should listen to, and then we play it as an outro to the show to break the stigma that Christian music has to be boring. Today's pick is called Hold Us Together, featuring multi-award winning artist Her and talented gospel artist Tornwell. The song features a bass-heavy beginning with fresh vocals, ad-libs, and plenty of exciting key changes to go around, all while bringing the message that God walks with us in the worst of time. I love this song, and I know I listen to it at least two times a day. I give this song a 9 out of 10 for creativity, a 10 out of 10 for catchiness, because once you listen to it one time, you're probably going to want to listen to it again, and a 5 out of 10 for repetitiveness, because it does go back to some central words and verses, but they all keep that fresh vibe. I'm afraid our time is up, but I would like to leave you guys with a challenge. This week's challenge is to take out a sheet of paper. On one side, write what is keeping you from reading your Bible. And then on the other side, write while reading the Bible is important to you. Make sure you tune in next week for fresh new content and a very special guest. With that, here is Hold Us Together. Be
episode of singled out if you enjoyed this episode make sure that you follow us on instagram at single out dot underscore where we share more stories that matter and quotes for the rest of your week also make sure you visit www.positivelygabrielrice.com for more information about what is going on in this awesome community i'll see you next week bye